living abroad is learning patience. So whether that's patience of trying to learn uh, a foreign language and maybe not being as successful as you thought you'd be or just it being a struggle in the beginning. Um, learning patience when people are staring at you because you look different. Uh, I ran out of patience after two years. <laughs> so I came back to America and even learning the patience of not every country has the personal bubble space of Americans. Like in Korea, the personal bubble space does not exist. And so give me three feet in America is like give me two inches in Korea. And so you're on the subway during rush hour and you're really close to people and you are really appreciative that they took a shower this morning or you are, have to express patience um, when the, the older, the ajumas and the ajashis, which are the older Korean men and women who just kind of ransack and push in the subway and don't care if they're hitting you, which I lost my patience, I think once with that, because I'm just like, you're just being ridiculous in this situation. <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of patience to be learned when you're in a foreign country, whether it's because of different cultural um, norms or just being patient with you learning something new and getting uh, adjusted to a new culture, a new country, and possibly a new language. Another benefit to living abroad is learning how to budget. Now this can go many ways. Uh, one thing in Korea is that I got paid monthly, so I had to make sure that each month I had enough money to pay my bills throughout the entire month. Because in America, the standard is to get paid every two weeks at most places. So I would have to be really good at budgeting because if there was a bill due, maybe the second half of a month, I had to make sure that I had money to cover that. Additionally, the cost of living is cheaper in Korea. So I was able to do better with a budget and live off half of my money. I had bills back in America. So I had student loans, a credit card and a Verizon bill. And so I had to make sure that I was sending my money back to America to pay those bills. And then another thing that you have to think about with that is exchange rates. So you kind of would hope that you didn't lose too much money exchanging back and forth. I know if I had to get money from my American accounts, I would try to pick the best um, bank in Korea that had the best exchange rates. Um, I can't remember what the bank was called because I know there's Woody Bank, um, and I can't remember what the bank was actually mine, but they usually had the best exchange rates for um, from Korea to um, America. So that's an added thing. Um, taxes, uh, the first two years for Korea, the first two years you're kind of tax exempt, but after that you have to pay Korean and American taxes. So you just have to make sure you think of all that. Because I didn't have any vices when I was in Korea, I don't smoke and I don't drink, I was able to live on half my paycheck. And so I was very comfortable even when I went out, um, I, could, I could go shopping. Um, it was 
it was manageable because and even people who who did drink like I have a friend he was like yeah I could still I with the cost of living being so low I can go out drinking all the time and still have enough money left over so Korea was a nice um change for being able to have a, like a lower salary but it, it would go farther getting a roommate can help you save money in multiple ways but specifically in Korea like obviously splitting the rent is a way to uh, save money because that's like a, an American concept but specifically in Korea if you were a foreigner they would make you pay what's called key money which is like a deposit and it could be upwards of a thousand dollars and possibly play first month's rent which could be like 600 or 700 dollars a month and then you would have to pay rent monthly because it, it might have been because of you know the idea of the midnight runner where people would just get tired of korea or tired of their job and they would just kind of peace out in the middle of the night and so for foreigners it was like a higher amount that you had to put down to personally get a an apartment in your name um because i worked for a uh as a, as a teacher my first year the apartment came through the school and then my second year i lived with a woman who hosted exchange students so the apartment was under her name she had an extra two rooms and so i just rented one of the rooms from her and that was just an easy way to uh, get my living accommodations my second year in Korea. So having roommates can save a lot of money. Unless you have like $2,000 saved up, then getting a roommate, depending on the country you're going to, could, could save you a lot of money. Another benefit of living abroad is more opportunities to travel. So in America, I mean, some of our states are big are bigger than some countries in other parts of the world. And so like, if you think about Europe, they're able to kind of travel more. Like Americans are, are really known for not traveling that much. Um, and that's because probably it's expensive um, for our country. I mean, you could go to Canada and depending on how close you are, that's uh, cheaper, you can go to Mexico. But like for like South America, Europe and um, other places in the world, there are smaller countries that are easier to get to. So they're able to travel more. So when I was in Korea, um, that was not a priority for me because I felt like I had to choose between paying bills back home or traveling and I chose to pay down my debt because I'm like a big proponent in my personal life. Um, you can do whatever you want, but <laughs> in my personal life, I'm trying to get out of debt. And so taking a trip somewhere and going further into debt is not what I call fun. So I would have, if I had been, um, if that had been my goal, I would have had an opportunity to go to Japan, China. I mean, even being on the that side of the world, Australia was closer. I know a lot of people that went to India. So if you are to go to Europe, you can travel to a good number of countries because of the proximity they are. So when you live abroad, traveling to other places is really a benefit and you get to again be exposed to other cultures in that i was in a foreign country traveling to different cities in that country was what i did so i was able to go to jeonju jeju busan um osan daegu 
and sold before I moved there. Um, and then another thing that traveling abroad as far as visiting other countries, you get to experience other modes of transportation. So you, if you go to Japan, you could experience the bullet train there. Or if you go to Thailand, you can experience riding on the back of somebody's motorbike. So that can provide some excitement depending on what your interests are. You could do that. Another benefit is that you get to have different career experiences and opportunities. So when I was working as an English teacher, I got to have the extended vacations like Chuseok and whatnot and other holidays and experience healthcare. Um, I experienced healthcare, universal healthcare the entire time I was there. And I was at the animation company, I got to experience working extended long hours and having only three vacation days a year. <laughs> if you were to move to a European country, you could have the experience of having a month or several weeks of uh, vacation like it's the standard out there and then just having maybe a more laid back work environment and culture. I know in South America they have like siestas, uh, a cultural thing you learn uh, for South America, like uh, Hispanic culture is that um, being on time is relative. <laughs> so. Like it's just like cool, it's like cool laid back. And so you get to experience how different cultures um, do work. Another benefit of living abroad is getting a look behind the curtain. So something that I learned when I worked in South Korea, particularly as an English teacher, is that they're ranking as one of the best education systems in the, the world is uh, a facade. So. Um, when they kind of do their test scores and statistics, they throw out low test scores. They do not cater to students who have disabilities like special ed, I don't think exists in Korea. Um, there are schools that are sectioned off like you can go to a, a, a rigorous uh, academic high school or you can go to a high school that's kind of similar to like a technical high school in America where you either concentrate on, oh, I'm gonna be a baseball player or I'm gonna do this and it's not really rigorous academics. And I don't even think they include those schools um, test scores in their kind of calculations. Also, I knew that if I, I mean, I wasn't standing, playing, planning on staying there that long, but if I was to have a child in Korea, I would not want them, past elementary school, I would not want them to attend a Korean school because they learn by like rote memory, like rote memorization and kind of studying for a test. And so like if, when I would try to get my students to speak, asking the question, what if, like kind of just threw them up for a loop, there was like, no nurturing of having an imagination it was just like all learning information so that's another thing like having the best one of the best educations in the world is like relative and could be um a facade and that kind of made like if i had the time and i didn't have goals in life i would have liked to move to finland to see if theirs is real I imagine that theirs is more real than Korea though. I feel like those countries like Finland and 
like Scandinavian countries and stuff like that, they be actually trying to make stuff better. So, um, but yeah, you get to look behind the curtain to see stuff that uh, I don't know if that's real. And then also when I was there, um, the previous North Korean president, he had um, shot a missile at a South Korean island. And that's when you realize the, um, what is it called? The mania that uh, American news creates because in when I was in Korea, the Korean people were like, kind of, oh, okay, we're paying attention to this today, maybe the next day. But after that, they kind of were over it. And in America, they were still making it, they were still sensationalizing it. And the thing that they probably didn't tell you was that the missile that he shot was to an island that was a South Korean island, but the island was closer to North Korea than it was to South Korea. So the missile didn't even go that far. So it was not that impressive. And that's why Koreans were just like, oh, okay, whatever. Like, the North Korea just flexes their muscles every five to ten years and we just freak out for a little bit and then it's over. Another benefit for living abroad is the idea of study abroad. So if you're a college student, you can um, study abroad and like benefit from a lot of the stuff I've listed before now, like make new friends, learning about new cultures, learning a new language. Um, I wanted to study abroad when I was in college. I wanted to go to England, which would have not required me to learn new language, but I just could never figure out how to pay for it. So if you can find a program or just figure out how to pay for it, I would highly suggest it. You could also um, possibly learn how different cultures um, teach their classes and just their different approaches to education. So that's the end of my video. If you have any other benefits for living abroad, please put them below. If you have any questions about living abroad that I can answer, please ask me in the comment section. Like, comment, subscribe, sign up for post notifications, share my video, and I will see you in the next video.